up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Not good to hear you this evening, apparently, but it's good to he- see you this evening. I said, oh, Derek, it just warms my heart to see you and all the tuners. Yeah, it's good, it's to, be good to be back. Yeah. This is season three, right? This is season four. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're this starting episode. season four. This is episode 145. Are you kidding me? No, wow. I bring in the rest of the gang so we can talk I, about this. I never joke about my work 007. So let's have Pete. Pete. Got to have Odele, yo, yo. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't even know how they said that in the, in the movie Odele. after. Odelite, Odelay, Yadelodie. Pete, Pete used to be cut off already, apparently. And we just started the show. I haven't, I haven't oh. drunk anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm super. I'm super happy to see you guys. It's been almost a month, so yeah, yeah. And we got a we got the band back together. We got Steve with us tonight. And happy New Year! That happy too. New Year. Happy New Season. I hope everyone's New Year is going at least okay. <laughs> um, and if it's not, I hope it gets better. Amen. <laughs> guys, if you're not already, please like, subscribe, share. As I said, we are in starting season four. This is episode one forty five. I I wouldn't have thought that we would have, you know, still been chugging along four years ago. But here we are, and I think it's going well. Yeah. Wait, to start this year, we decided to jump back into the vault, and we're going to look at it is the 50th anniversary of Robin Hood. Robin Hood, or this last fall was. So I still count it. If you're in the Disney year, I still have like another year to count it. Yeah, you got like 18 months. So yeah. Yeah. So. Look at the uh, 1973's Robin Hood, the animated adaptation with um, the foxes and all the different animals playing the different characters. And uh, I mean, it follows the Robin Hood myth semi-closely. It, it has the same basic characters. Um, and you know, you got the Sheriff of Nottingham, you've got Prince John, you've got Maid Marian, you've got Friar Tuck, Little John. But it's all animals and it's all animated so i'm going to start with you pete on this one what is royally good about this adaptation of peter of peter pan robin hood so i was nervous about watching this because we did watch sword in the stone which was actually like 10 years before this so i don't know why i kind of grouped it in the same group this is sword in the stone was still walt was still around this is a post walt movie pre I consider this era here, but post Walt pre Katzenberg where a lot of the movies were not very good. Yeah. I enjoyed this. 
movie. I really did. Um, and the thing I liked best about it were the, you know, what Walt would have called the gags. I thought that there was a lot of really funny, entertaining sight gags in this movie. Um, and enough scenes of action taking place and things like that, that it kept me relatively interested. I, I, I really enjoyed um, and I enjoyed some of the characters. I really enjoyed uh, Robin Hood and Blue. I mean, um, Little John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and Maid Marian. I liked I liked some of those main characters a lot. Um, and Sir Hiss, I think it was called right, the Snake. Yeah, for him. Um, so I, I, I there was quite a bit to like about this movie. Um, so, uh, but I'll leave I'll leave Steve to have some additional comments. And the rest of you um, actually, you hit, hit a lot of my points. My one of my favorite characters was Sir Hiss, um, like especially in the one scene where he gets grumpy and goes to his basket basket and it looks like he's folding his arms. And he folds his arms. Yes, yes. And his shoulders there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember seeing this in the theaters when I was a kid, like the second release, because I guess mm-hmm. it came out in '73 and they put it in the theaters again. So I remember my parents taking it. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I mean. I know I have a vivid memory of of seeing um, John, Sir John, or whatever, Prince John sucking his thumb. I vividly remember that, seeing that as a kid. Um, I like you. I liked like a lot of the sight gigs. Um, it was nice that um, my high school fight song on Wisconsin, that's one we used, was part of the movie. So when that pops up, bring up that um, <laughs> overall. And it, for the most part, had a plot much better than Sword in the Stone. I mean, somewhat little plot. What about you, Derek? Um, there were definitely parts of this I really enjoyed. I enjoyed, yeah, I mean, as far as sight gags, you could tell Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson were a huge part of the directing of this because it had their sight gags. Um, which, if you guys could actually find a copy of their book, Too Funny for Words, where they basically go through and discuss all the different sight gags in all the old Disney movies, it's worth a read. It is definitely worth a read because then they show all the pictures of the sight gags and explain why they work. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Disney does action very, very well, especially in this, in this era. Disney did different action sequences and song sequences very well. Think. Um, I want to be like you from Jungle Book felt a lot like Phony King of England that scene um, are there issues with this yes but overall I remember really enjoying this as a kid I remember watching this not in theaters but we definitely had the VHS of this and it was definitely on the regular rotation in our house Yeah, so. I, I'm sure I saw this as a kid I don't think I ever watched it like a lot of Disney movies we revisited with my daughter. She said she's seen it and she sat and watched it with us. Um, but I don't remember seeing this in the last 30 years. So, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely so, scenes. I mean, the scene of the, the close, the clothesline of the different money bags yes. definitely mm-hmm. sticks with me. Um, this is a great visual visually funny yes. movie. Yep. Kate, what'd you, what what was good? So I was nervous because I remember when we watched Sword in the Stone, 
that I was so disappointed. Like it wasn't what I was remembering. And I was like, I know I didn't watch this movie all that long ago, but I don't want to be let down. Like, please don't let me down. And I can say that it did not. Of course, there are things that we'll talk about, but this movie on more than one occasion made me laugh out loud. Um, You know, my sweet husband has COVID right now, so he's in another room and he kept laughing because he kept hearing me just cackle. Um, You are 100% right. So the characters that I actually resonated most with that are my favorite characters are are the... <laughs> that would have been a, that was a tough prediction. Yeah, I went out on a limb there on that one. It was either that or Toby, but yeah. And the turtle. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Like I. Oh my god. I just love them so much. I. They could do a whole movie just about them, and it would probably be one of my favorite. It's so good. Um. So, but just. The animation was so good. The physical comedy in the animation, in my opinion, was just so good. Um, how Robin Hood was such a divert his physical comedy and his physical the way that he morphed into like the archer and the blind woman. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Um, little John. I love the voice acting. Um, Little John, immediately, I was like, I know that voice. Why yeah, do I know the voice? Know it's, voice. Blue. it's blue. And blue. And so then I went, I just like swan dove down the rabbit hole of who else these actors, what other things they voiced. Um, it's just so good. Like every character, even the villains, even Prince John and um, for, no, Friar Tuck. Um, Sheriff. Sheriff, and Sheriff. Even that, like, yes, they're villains and you, like, hate to, you love to hate them, but also, like, they're also so endearing and you just, ah, I, I really, if, if I ever have a child, this is a movie. I probably won't pull out Sword in the Stone. I probably won't pull out, like, Peter Pan. I will have them watch this movie. Okay, Kate. Sheriff of Nottingham. I'm going to give, no, I'm not going to give you the first shot at this. What other movie have you definitely heard him in? Well, you can't ask me that because I looked it all up. Okay. So do you, ask do you me know what, those two. You know what I'm thinking of? Oh, you have definitely heard and seen him. Well, I know, like, my other half looked up and was telling me all the voice uh-huh. actors, like what, like sitcoms. I know there's like Bewitched. There, there is um the Andy Griffith show. Like he was going through. Uh, but I'm thinking of a very specific movie, and Pete probably knows where I'm going with this one. I have. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I the the person you're thinking of is I think of is uh, like Green Acres and that he's in, but but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what movie you're talking about. He is one of the three old prospectors in Back to the Future Three. <sighs> oh, word. Okay. okay, right, right, right. Yeah, huh? He and Strother Martin and I can never remember the third guy's name, but those three are like super old West actors that yeah. they stuck in there just because they could. But you're yeah. right, Steve. I mean, the voice acting. Everyone was, you know, just about everyone had done old Disney stuff. Um, the um, 
the mother rabbit and um the female church mouse was the same gal who did Meriwether was the same gal who did Lady was the same lady. I mean, she was one of the Disney regulars. Yeah. Kate. I was just going to say, um, before we move on to the next section, that I quote this movie. There are two lines from this movie that I quote regularly. And one of them is when the little bunny <laughs> that mean Mr. Sheriff stole my birthday present. I quote that all the time, especially on my birthday. And then when the the chicken or the hen lady, she goes, lady oh, Fox. mercy, oh, mercy. It's when she like gets, she like pretends that, oh, mercy. And I quote that <laughs> all the time. So this movie, I just, I really enjoyed this movie. Okay. Now, movie was, this is not a perfect movie. So, Steve, what about this should have been arrested by the sheriff of Nottingham? What about so I have really two main things yeah, that really one. bothered me. I wonder if, I wonder if what's that? Same you. Um, the first one was the combination of the American Southern accents with the English accents, like, like with Alan Adale. Yes, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. have this, and then you have this. Like, where are you going? Isn't this supposed to be happening in England? Since we saw a map of England in the movie because <laughs> and then the other thing is really if you're a disney fan it's seeing the reused animation it sort of gets really like just stands out yeah it does like and majorly stands out and those are the biggest two things i mean i did enjoy watching this time to see how many i could really pick out because I mean, some of them come pretty quick. It's like a, sh- a short little snippet, but it's like, okay, that's from there. That's from there. Especially in the phony King of England sequence. I mean, yes. Maid Marian dancing is exactly the same as Snow White dancing with Dopey and Snow White. Um, there's a lot of blue in a little totally, Yes. There's, I mean, it's just, and Disney did that a lot. A lot of Disney dancing sequences you will notice are the same. Because they did the rotoscoping. Yeah, it really is fascinating. You can you can look it up on YouTube. Look up look up that sequence, and you could they do they do a complete side by side. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's half Snow White, half um, Jungle Book, and there's something else too. There's a third movie I can't remember. Aristocats. There's the Aristocats is also in there. Uses the same dancing moves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Derek, it, you might know this though. Um, I was reading the director of this. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Wolfgang. I, oh, I've, yes, I've heard two things. Is I've read that he did it just because he liked it. He he was happy with the visuals. He knows what he wanted. And another thing I've heard was it was partly due to budget cuts. Do you know which side of that is the truer side? Um, I have seen that it's more... It was done for expediency and budget rather than it's what he liked. Um, which is a lot of the reason they did a lot of it in the different movies is because what it would be is that you would have characters, you know, they would have a video, literally a video of someone dancing and frame by frame, they would essentially draw the character over the top of the person is how that would work. So it was much more the, the budget cuts and the, um, to get things done fast. They would do that. Um, yeah, they, I, they, yeah. 
I don't think it's something that a child would notice, though, really. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're not children. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. We're not children. Um, so, um, for me, the biggest issue was how uneven this movie was. There were definitely parts of this that were great. There were parts of this that put me to sleep, to be perfectly honest. Um, as I said, Disney does action sequences very, very well. Disney does songs very, very well, especially up-tempo songs very, very well. Um, I will say the scene in the in Prince John's backyard got a little long. I mean, it's a it's for what it is, it's a good scene. And I didn't think that I didn't think that a lot when I was younger, but watching it now, there was just it was it was the up and downs of yes, this is holding my attention, and oh my gosh, now I need a nap. Like I literally fell asleep twice watching this movie. I had to stop it and back it up. But now I remember enjoying it as a kid. I do. But I also remember zoning out on certain parts. Um the the love the love song between Robin Hood and Maid Marian, a little long. Um the whole setup of Friar Tuck, a little long. So it's just it doesn't move as quickly as it necessarily should have. I think it's um on Disney, it was an hour 25. I'm guessing it's an hour 23 or something along those lines without the foreign language credits. Um, it, so it was an 85-minute show. It should have been a 75-minute show. So, Kate, what didn't work for you? I agree. 100%. Um, I will say, I feel like this movie comes out strong that the first 30 to 45 minutes-ish are very strong. Uh, it just gag after gag, just great all the way through, like the whole part with the little kids, the archery, and the, the archery tournament, and then you kind of get to the the love song, and it does it 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 lulls. Um, and then it tries to come back up for the Prince John song, and then it crashes until yeah, like yeah yeah. Um, I will say though, I think. The good, oh my god! Excuse me. The good outweighs the the bad, in my opinion. Those that the parts that are good are so good that it makes up for. Because, like now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh yeah, I did zone out there. Yeah, yeah. But I because I was still thinking back on how I laughed out loud at something that Hiss said, like uh, just. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of negative to say. I will say I'm super glad that this movie held up in appropriateness. That there wasn't like blatant, blatant sexism or racism. There really wasn't. And no, I was nervous about that. I was, I was like, ah, oh, please don't ruin this movie for me. Um, so that is good. So I have way more good to say than bad. But yes, there are parts that are just that drag. Go ahead, Pete. So I'm I'm a little bit of all of you. The 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 country bumpkin dialects uh really didn't like this is a Robin Hood story, right? So to me, we should be telling a Robin Hood story. So some of my comments are gonna be nitpicks, but that's one of them. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't it shouldn't be like Robin Hood and Beverly Hillbillies combined. Um I think 
I completely agree with what you said, Kate. And the same thing, like we recently watched Sword in the Stone. That movie felt like it, like it was maybe 50 minutes of filler. This movie was more like 20. Like it was it would like there were some slow parts that could have been trimmed, but for the most part it worked. For the most part, it was paced well, and you didn't really feel like too often there wasn't extended periods where i was like oh can this end please um so that's good um the other thing that kind of annoyed me though again robin hood robin hood and his merry men in this case it was robin hood and his merry man he only had he only had little john um even friar tuck wasn't part of his entourage or anything like that and i realized that was probably also a partly due to the anime, you know, saving on animation, but there was a lot of characters in this movie and a lot, I mean, you know, all the archers and the wolves and the, uh, the vultures and everything like that. It's like, you couldn't have given him a party of five or six people. And like, that's Robin hood to me is he's, he's kind of got a group of people, um, will Scarlet and, um, I'm trying to think who else is in the group, but, um, and then the last thing, this is, (laughs) this is probably just me. Was it, but was anyone else disturbed by uh, uh, the the lady cluck having a having a cleavage? Because like uh, roosters shouldn't have cleavage; they're not mammals. He's not a rooster. <laughs> well, chicken. I'm sorry, Ch- chicken. Chicken shouldn't have cleavage. Would have been a rooster. <laughs> yeah, ch- chicken shouldn't have cleavage. I was I was just kind of disturbed by that. I I don't know why they drew they drew a cleavage line, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> she shouldn't be bosomy. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought of it. It just worked with the character to me. She's a, she's a oh, chicken. Mercy. Oh mercy! No, it did. It did work with the character. It's just it was just one thing I noticed. Is like, well, why is she, but Clara, why, why that but, choice? <laughs> um, Clara Cluck in like like the the old like wise little hen and all this stuff. I know. I know. Had a cleavage line. I mean, no, I'm just she's a female chicken. Our show's supposed to be funny, isn't it? Can't I make jokes? Come on. No, this isn't supposed to be funny. Okay, I'm more serious. serious. Um, We're not joking for you. No, I I agree with you, though. I hadn't thought about it. It's funny. (laughs) Um, To me, though, one of the best parts was, you know, the little kid not wanting to kiss, and Maid Marian said, well, if you won't, then I will. (laughs) (laughs) And him rubbing it off. Yes. So, oh god, those little right. kids. Oh, my heart. This was during the time period that Disney tried to get away from humans. They tried they told the story without humans and instead they used animals. Now, I will say luckily this was originally announced to have a live action adaptation back in 2000 and nobody has said anything about it since. So please like think like Lion King, like 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 it would all be CGI. So, oh Lord, no, please, no. I know, I know. Is there? And I'm not talking a Disney story. Is there another story out there that everyone knows as a human story? You know, think this one. They've known Errol Flynn recently. They've known Kevin Costner. They've known an actual British guy in Carrie Elwes. Um, which was probably the best adaptation of the whole story. But um, so, uh, by the way, if you've not seen Carrie Elwes in Robin Hood, go watch that version. 
talking about men in tights? Yes, I am talking about men in tights. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, is Excellent. there another story out there that that has been done as human with humans that would work with animals? Um, Kate, I'll let you start. Okay. So the thing that comes to mind, it's not a movie, um, and it's sort of a story. And I don't know if it would work or not, but Zorro. Yeah, you'd literally have a fox. Yeah. You would literally, I mean, I mean, I could see, you know, literally having a fox there. Who would his who would be the antagonist on that one then? Who would be the the the, the Spanish counts or whatever? It'd be like, it would be like a coyote, wouldn't it? Or a weasel. Weasel. You could even do like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't I mean I can see that. Because you so, could even have a big bear, you know the the larger gentleman who got poked fun of a Garcia. lot. Oh yeah, yeah, Sergeant Garcia, yeah. Yeah. You could even have him be like a a, a um Sheriff Nottingham type character that build or even like a blue style it's the same character but anyway yeah but that's i mean that was really one of the only like stories that i could think of so pete what about you oh you know i i racked my brain over this and i couldn't think of something that that i would really want to see as like a human story that redone with with animals so i'm going to pass and put it move it on to steve oh i keep on thinking like what first came to my mind was Muppets, the treasure Island. Um, and then I was thinking what stories, and I just thought of maybe the three musketeers. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know what animals would fit where or what that would look like. But I'm trying to think what classic tale that everyone knows pretty well that they could use the animals for. You could have the three caballeros. As the three musketeers. Okay. Yes. That, that could possibly work. Um, I, I, I didn't Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, then who's your fourth? Who's D'Artagnan in that? Webby. If, <sighs> if you've got the three. Launchpad McQuack. No, Webby. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember Webby? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. Webby's a girl? Yeah, Webby's a girl. That's right. Yeah. But she's the, she was the fourth. Oh, gosh, that doesn't work as D'Artagnan. Oh my <laughs> god, it's the hornball that D'Artagnan is. Um, for me, I really, I really struggled with this one. Um, because you've got a lot of old stories being done by other things already. Um, and even not so old stories being done by other things lately. Um, I think I would, to me, it would have to be a non, you couldn't use current Disney intellectual property would be, would be what I would say though. You can't be it. You can't have it be Mickey, Goofy and Donald as the three musketeers. A, they've done that and it really did not work because you have to have the characters have their own personalities. Um, I think if you try and force any kind of intellectual properties on 
a current story, it wouldn't work. Now, I think the three caballeros might be the exception as the three musketeers, because having directed an actual play version of the three musketeers, you could see Poncho and Donald and Jose as as Porthos, Athos, and Aramis, because there are different personality types there. But I don't think it would work. I honestly don't know that this works as animals, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's it's a struggle to me because yes, you think you, only the fact that he keeps saying Robin, you're Robin Hood. Oh, by the way, you're Robin Hood. Oh, by the way, you're Robin Hood. They keep saying the names so often, so you remember who it's supposed to be. That tells me it doesn't necessarily truly work for you to believe that those are those characters. So that's my hesitation is. Yeah, I was okay though with this movie being animated animal or uh, anthropomorphic animals. I thought, I thought it worked all right. I mean, I did. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. So, okay. As we always do, we do cups of pixie dust out of five on any movies or series or seasons of series that we do. Kate, I'm going to start with you. Cups of Pixie Dust out of five for Robin Hood. I'm going to give it a four. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. This, I, the parts that I loved of this movie are just so good. So I'm going to give it a three. I, I, I'm giving this a positive rating. I did enjoy it. Um, not one I would necessarily go back to a lot, but like, you know, if, if my wife said, Hey, we haven't watched that in a while. I would go, yeah, I'll watch that again. So yeah, three. Steve and Pete, I'm just like you for the same reasons. I really, I liked it. I didn't really like it, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, at three. And if it came up again, I'd probably sit down and watch at least part of it. I mean, might go in and out of the room, but a solid three. Yeah. And I'm right there. I'm a, I'm a solid three also. So it's as a kid, I probably would have given this a three and a half or a four but as an adult. It's a solid three. I'm like you, Steve. If it would ever be on TV, it'd probably be one I'd stop on. Just, I mean, unless there was something else I was really wanting to watch, it's almost, yeah, I'll watch Rob. Although a lot of it to me would depend on where they are in the story. If they're in the archery tournament or if they're in the jailbreak of Friar Tuck, probably I'd stop and watch it. If they're in that middle section between those two, probably not. The love song? Nope. Moving if on. Any of those baby bunnies are on the television. <laughs> I'm dropping everything that I'm doing and watching. Even if it. it's just them being fed by their mother in jail. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh my god! I just oh so good. Okay. All right, Kate. We've got a since we've been gone for a month. We have a ton. There's so much. What do we got this? Oh, oh my gosh! There's so much Disney Plus news. So first up, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red are going to be coming to theaters this spring. These movies were all released in the pandemic, and this will be their first time in theaters. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it's good that they're going to get a shot, but I just don't know if it's worth it. I think it's a low cost. This is going to cost Disney practically nothing other than theater rental. So it's 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 there's no cost to them. And no one's else is putting anything out there. Yeah, that's fair. So that's fair. That, that's my thought on this is they're not going to lose. They can only gain money by this. Okay, that's fair. 
Uh, next up, The Mandalorian and Grogu has been announced as a movie that will be in the continuation or conclusion of that story arc. This movie will film this year. Interesting. Yeah. So it's so a little bit of interesting behind that. They actually had finished writing a season four of The Mandalorian. Scripts were all ready to go before the writer's strike. Apparently, they were scrapping those scripts and I don't, we don't know if they're going to incorporate some of that story into this movie or not, but there is. So the answer to, is there still going to be a season four of Mandalorian is no. Yeah. All right. Next up, Disney has announced that Ahsoka will be getting a season two. This uh, season will also also start filming in 2024. Okay. All right. I want to know how they're going to make that when, She's in a completely different galaxy. I hope they either stick with her or stick with Ezra. I hope they don't keep bouncing back and forth between the two and make them unite up at the end of the season. Yeah. But I'm afraid that's what's going to happen is it's going to be getting Ahsoka back to the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's kind of what they set up, right? It's got, it's almost got to be that. But um, I got motion sick just reading this next one. But next up, Disney will be working with Apple to release 3D versions of their movies when Apple releases its new VR headset. Included are Endgame, The Force Awakens, and Encanto. And more and more will be coming. Is exactly and more will be coming. And I that just makes me just Tink? Tink? Sorry. <laughs> My phone rang. I didn't expect it to ring. It's weird. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, The Marvels is now available for purchase on digital platforms. It will be available on physical media February 13th and will hit Disney Plus after that. Once we have a release date, we'll let you know. And once we have a release date, we'll review it. And once we have a release date, we'll review it. Wish is being released on uh, for purchase on digital on January 23rd. It will be available on DVD and Blu-ray March 12th. So the Disney Plus release will likely be after that. I've heard good things about Wish. Oh, I've heard horrid things about. Oh, Wish. really? Oh, I've heard it's good. Oh, I've heard. I've heard it. I've heard it. Cries, but has it, anyone seen it? I've heard. I've heard very mixed. I've heard people liked it a lot. And people hated it. Um, I. I all I want to say is I'm glad to see Disney is going back to this model where movies take time to come out onto streaming yeah. Yeah. because I think they did themselves a disservice. Their biggest, their biggest problem with why movies like wish have flopped in theaters is because people expect them to be on streaming in a month That's and yeah. why bother, um, you know, so I'm glad to see them going back to a, you know, uh, three month window for digital release and a maybe four or five months to 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 streaming so i'm yeah. fine with waiting all right and last but certainly not least multiple walt disney world offers are being made for disney plus subscribers the latest is a free dining plan offer when making a non-discounted four-day four-night reservation beginning july 1st the park reservation must include a, ro- a, a room at a Disney hotel and a park hopper ticket. Deluxe hotels will get the normal dining plan and moderate and value hotels will receive the quick service plan. 
and no DVC members can book on DVC and book this. What's the point of this? Uh, to try and get more people to show up after July 1st, because if you, because people are saving money by the free dining plan when they don't realize they're paying full price for the rooms, which is the price of the dining plan. But yeah, de- depending on how many you have in a room, uh, it, it can be a better savings than a, than a 25% off room offer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting that they're just offering it to Disney plus subscribers though. So that's kind of an interesting, uh, carrot they're putting out there. A lot of people love the free dining. So maybe to get people to sign up for Disney plus for a few months. That would be my guess because it's not like the parks are hurting for guests. I know it worked for Peacock this last weekend. So sure did. Sure did. Uh huh. Sure did. That below. Give me one little, give me one little, uh, thing that you have to subscribe to this for and you might stick around for more than a month. Yeah, right. Anyway. That negative four degree Chiefs game. Did, did you have to pay for that? Like you had to subscribe to Peacock? No, you, you had to have the the you had to have Peacock. You had to have pay for the streaming service, which I already pay for. Which if you have a cable subscription usually can get you that could have gotten you the Chiefs game. Or if you have a satellite subscription could have gotten you that football game. Yeah, we we have Peacock, so yeah, so do we. So all right, that's it. Disney Plus News. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, guys, next week we are uh, finishing the Behind the Attraction season two. It's episode four, episodes four, five, and six. Um, I I haven't watched them yet. I've been kind of waiting until either. She has watched at least one of them. I know with the she's watched at least the nighttime spectacular one. Steve, have you watched? I've 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 watched the food one. Okay, so it's food, nighttime, and Epcot. I think isn't it, or in whatever order that is. Right. So none none of them are ride specific, unlike the first three, which were each rides specific. So yeah. So okay. Well. I said, it'll be interesting to watch those. I haven't watched any of them. Mm-hmm. So there's even a chance someone from this platoon may appear in one of them, perchance. So, <laughs> although we don't think so at the moment, am I correct? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, guys, we've got a lot of openings coming up. If you have any suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We need your suggestions. We've got, there's not much coming out this spring because. Nothing happened in the fall. Writer strike. Right between the writers and actors. Actor strike. Everything. So um we will love diving back into the vault. But if there's something, hey, I remember watching this that I really want you guys to talk about. Let us know. And we if you want to be on, we'll let have you come on and you know defend it. If it's defend not it. it's not that great. So guys, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere at plus platoon. We have new episodes every Thursday on YouTube and all the main podcasting services for Kate, Pete, Steve, Gina in the background. Thank you so much for being a part of season four with us. And we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. 
Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.